So, welcome <laughs> <laughs> to one foot on the ground. <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> this is Johnny. <laughs> this is Ashley. And um, today we are going to be discussing our double feature of Destiny from 1921. Mm-hmm. And Happy Death Day to You from 2019. Yes, an incredible pairing indeed. Uh, so yeah so so this month john and i well every october john and i like to do tarot tuesday i look forward to it every year it's my favorite part of the show uh but yeah we like to do double features and john likes to pick fun things and i like to pair something dumb to it (laughs) (laughs) uh so john stuck to a theme this year of all silent films from yes. basically the 1920s <laughs> mostly and i tried mostly. to put myself in a box where it was more like teen-ish horrors to go with them yeah and yeah. i like it i like it i do too <laughs> so our first pairing obviously as we stated destiny and happy death day to you um which is the sequel to happy death day Uh, So we are doing a sequel here. So if you haven't seen Happy Death Day, it is recommended that you do so before you watch the sequel, which is typically the case. Um, Yeah, but also typically in horror, it doesn't matter. (laughs) Well, um, (coughs) excuse me. (coughs) Um, But, But this one is very much a continuation. It is. Um. And I have to say, uh, we'll get to it, obviously, but uh, they do kind of give you a recap in yeah. the sequel. And it kind of helped because I hadn't seen that in so long. So I was like, oh, that's what it was. Okay, good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Ready and let's go. <laughs> Oops, sorry. bumping everything today. So um, let's start with Destiny, Destiny. from 1921. This is a silent film directed by Fritz Lang, and it is a German folk tale told in six verses, Um, which for Fritz and German uh, cinema from the, the 20s, it wasn't unusual for them to do it in parts. So it was always separated. Uh, Like, you know, this is part one, this is part two, this is part three, blah, blah, blah. Um, But they wouldn't always call it that. Like this one, it's called Verses because it's a German folk, was it a folk song or folk tale? I can't remember uh, what they said. It's it's like a German, um, I don't know, folk tale, um, but it's of an, it's of a, it's based on an Indian folk tale 
uh, savitri, I want to say. It's like savitri and, sa- I don't have it in front of me, sat- sat- satir, um, is where like that one is um, influenced by. And it's about like an Indian woman who um, she loses her, her fiance or her husband, her love. And she <laughs> follows death around. She basically follows death around and nags him. And he's like, leave me alone. And she was like, no, I want to see where you're taking my, my man. And, and he's like, what's done is done. You can't change anything. And she's like, nope. And she just keeps following. And he's like, well, what can I do for you? And she's like, I'll restore, you know, my, my husband's um, family's wealth because they were like exiled or um, in poverty or something. They used to be rich. And uh, so death restores their wealth. And then um, she keeps following him. She didn't hold true to her end of the deal. (laughs) And he was like, ah, what else can I do? And he basically just keeps granting her these like these different wishes until she um, outsmarts him and kind of like asks for something uh, that would require her husband's presence. So he would have to give her him back to her. Ashley just threw a pen across the room. <laughs> I did. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, and yeah, yeah. So that's I'll look up the name. But yeah, that's I watched the thing on it. It was uh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. I actually did not know that. So I thank you for for looking that up. I feel like an idiot. I didn't look up anything. Uh, <laughs> Savitri and Satyavan. Um, okay. I may be pronouncing those like incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure it's Savitri and Satyavan. So is the, is the tale. So in Fritz, in Fritz's little film here, mm-hmm. uh, which is actually not as long as I remembered, to be honest, it's like an hour and what, 38 minutes or something like that. What? Um, Is that a joke? It's like two hours. No, it's like <laughs> 138, right? Maybe 138 minutes. Maybe I don't know. Right. I feel no. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's it's an hour and 54 minutes. I knew it. <laughs> 54? Oh, okay. An hour 54. Yes, sir. Because no, I, uh, I remember um, I wanted to pick the shortest one first because I didn't have a lot of time. And then I didn't because Destiny was the only one I had a pairing for when we, uh, when I, when I gave you a date to record. Yeah. Um, Fritz, Fritz tends to make long winded silent films. So this one is, I would consider it short. <laughs> um, like Metropolis is the original is like three hours long or something like that. Um, and of course, his German epic film of some sort, I cannot pronounce it for the life of me. Um, that one is actually two parts and it's like each part is like 18,000 hours long. But um, that's, that's too long. It's too long. Uh, they're beautiful. Very well done. Um, I was surprised because, you know, I like to put on silent films to fall asleep a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, when I put it on, uh, the other day to rewatch it for the podcast, I was surprised at how alert I was to the whole thing. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Um, but basically in this <laughs> version of the tale, 
um, the same kind of thing happens at the beginning, like the, the woman loses her love to death. Mm-hmm. Um, and she basically goes after death to get him back. Uh, and he kind of gives her like three chances to do so. If she can say, well, it's complicated. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, like, it's almost, it's almost like the same idea of making a deal with the devil, except she, the only thing she loses is not actually getting her fiance back. She doesn't yeah. really lose anything else because she kills herself to, to meet with death. Yes. To enter through his impenetrable um, fortress. Yes. Because basically what happens at the beginning of this little movie is um what am i saying (laughs) death comes to town death uh, comes to town yeah buys a piece of property next to the cemetery which the townspeople had originally set aside for an expansion of the cemetery where are they gonna bear the bodies now who knows but he purchased the property for a large amount of money so that they would just let him have it then he mm-hmm. builds this gigantic wall that doesn't seem to have an entrance for his garden, as he called it. And um, they're all like, um, okay, well, that's weird. There's no entrance. What are we doing? What's happening? Um, Death takes the lady's dude. And must I must say, Death is very cool in this movie. Um <laughs> And he has the best cane I have ever seen in my life. It has a little skeleton on top. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, yo, I'm deaf. What? But he casually enters the situation and uh, follows the couple into a pub, which is called the Golden Unicorn, which I definitely would want to go to. Um, and he takes the the dude while the lady's in the restroom i think what was she doing she left the room she i guess left for something or another yeah yeah to powder her nose <laughs> yeah but but uh yeah so death like well she comes back and her husband's missing or her fiance her is missing fiance or whatever he is yeah. uh her significant other mm-hmm. and uh then she like you know like ashley says she's she follows death um gets pissed because she can't but she's very dramatic too um in front of his wall yeah she can't enter his fortress and the thing is is in this town everybody kind of knows this is death they just don't want to like talk about it oh yeah oh yeah so like so he's like oh i just want to build a garden and they're like okay but they're like kind of like this guy's like there's something off right (laughs) but they let him do it anyway but then they you know, people go missing whenever the stranger comes to town. Yeah. And so, yeah, this woman goes outside this fortress. I uh, can't go inside. She knows like in her heart, even though we don't really see death take him um, in there. Right. If I'm remembering correctly, we don't see, we don't see that portion. Like we're, we're with her and she doesn't know where he is, but she knows that he's in that building. So she drinks poison and kills herself and then she's got like a ghostly face and then we see all the ghosts well wait a minute no first she wait a minute 
I'm trying to think. Because doesn't she see the ghost of her love going into the wall, but she can't get in? Oh, maybe. And then she's like, oh, shit, I need to be dead for this shit. So she goes to find the poison. But a couple of things. Um, The wall. The wall is impressive. And (laughs) this is one of those things about silent films that I love is this is before... um, what do I say here? What do you like? Say? There was no limits to bringing these films to life, you know, back in the day. Like they would build incredibly ridiculous sets for these silent films, you know, massive, huge things that were insane. And, you know, just because like it was a new thing, everybody wanted to see new fun things on the screen. And the bigger, the better. Like you, you just, budget was not an option or not a an obstacle they would just exciting time yeah they made the craziest sets and this one this one didn't have as many um as other fritz films but the wall was very impressive and obviously it was very big and then of course to add on to that later after the poison situation she actually gets to go through the wall you see the gigantic doorway in the wall that has a staircase behind it. And at first it's kind of like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. The stairs are probably only, you know, you know, 10 feet tall or something. But then you realize, no, they go all the way up. <laughs> and it's a beautiful <laughs> composition because it's like an arched, very tall arched way. And the stairs go all the way up it and she walks all the way. That's a lot of stairs. Um, but they actually built these things for silent films and it was very impressive. And um, when Stanley Kubrick was working on The Shining, the hotel set and everything was built on a sound stage, and it was very similar to a silent film set. Like it was just massive and all of it connected correctly. So it it worked. Like when Jack goes you know, past this wall to go over here to the kitchen or goes to the boiler room, whatever. It's all connected. So it makes sense on a large scale, That, if that makes sense. Like it's the way that it was built. It was yeah, impressively cool. huge. And he would show everybody the set. Like anybody that was in the area, he's like, hey, you want to come see my set? It's <laughs> freaking cool. It's really <clears throat> just a building. It's just a huge building. It's, just- it's all practical. <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is like they've been built in a, a hotel here we built a hotel <laughs> we built a hotel um and the maze of course was also built indoors yeah. there was two but the the one that was used for the night scenes of danny going through it that was all in store anyway but that's kind of the same you know people don't do that as much anymore we've mm-hmm. talked about this before where um, most of the time, you know, you have digital backdrops and they don't build as much physically anymore that, than what they used to. But, yeah. and mostly because it's just too expensive and ridiculous. <laughs> like, why would you need that? But, you know, some people still yeah. like to do it. And I think it's an exciting when they do. But anyway, so um, <laughs> when she goes to get the poison, I thought it was funny because I wrote it down. Um, she knows exactly where the poison is 
And um, I also thought, why does she pour it into a glass? She, <laughs> like she, <laughs> she could have just taken it all just in a gulp because she pours because the she entire hasn't lost her manners, John. She's I mean, I guess so. A lady. <laughs> but I was like, dude, like, <laughs> you pour the entire contents into a glass and then drink it like Ashley is doing right now. Uh, <laughs> she's drinking the poison. Um, so then when she follows um, death into the wall, she approaches him. She's like, yo, dude, I want my man, bitch. And he's like, girl, come with me. I'm going to show you some shit. So she show, he shows uh, her this gigantic room full of candles. Very, very large. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> very, very. What? uh it they are all the lives of different men they're they're very they're all varying sizes but there's like super tall ones and then like low to the ground ones and Mm -hmm. i thought it would be interesting i was like so every man has a finite amount of time it's basically what this candle concept looks like and i was like unless they grow upward that'd be cool if they just kept growing upward and it was the flame that gets blown out that um that symbolized the death but later on when we see the other deaths we see that it's <laughs> they burn down <laughs> but he can also like, he can also blow out a candle at any yeah, point and just take a baby <laughs> he took a baby uh to prove that he could do it um yeah which is, which is like up. well he also death was also like i'm weary of watching men die and i'm weary of them blaming me for doing the lord's work i am just like a grunt basically is like what he's like trying to tell the woman he's like please come look i'm not responsible for this but watch me take this baby (laughs) and she's like well she's like why can't you just relight the candle and he's like no of course not which i thought was kind of dumb don't be insane I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure she could have just grabbed another candle real quick and lit that thing back up. But, and I honestly thought that that was what was going to happen with the baby. I was like, like the baby choked a little bit and then, oh, he came back to life. Yeah, no, <laughs> we just see the, no. the mother mourn. Baby's dead. Um, <laughs> so there's that, but the candle room is just fantastic. I, I love the idea of that. But I also wanted to point out how sexist this was because he only mentioned men like are women candles as well i mean what's up with that how does that work maybe i know flowers women are flowers in the garden over there but we're not going there today because you are trying to talk about men anyway um (laughs) but um but it's also mankind it's a shorthand it's also language of the 20s I mean, I know so, but, women know. didn't matter. <laughs> this one is also kind of, um, and I didn't even think about this when I picked it, but it does have some troubling, um, what do you call it? Appropriation of culture. Yes. Two different cultures, not just one. <laughs> like it goes yeah. to India mm-hmm. and it also goes to China. I think the China one was a little bit more racist than the Indian one, but yeah, wasn't was it India? About was that the first one while, India? Yeah, the first one. I, I'm pretty sure it's India. Um, 
But yeah, I was thinking about that and I was thinking about the set design in it and I was like, man, it would be a lot more. It would it might it may have cost more to go to India and like film there and then go to China and film there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, mm, it's the 20s. I don't know how many people they had around, but either way, it's like it was like, oh, there that is yellow face uh well i mean yeah <laughs> yeah thankfully it's it's shot in black and white because they didn't have color yet uh but yeah, they do no, they tint it had, um, they had a little tintings. bit of eye makeup a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um but anyway so basically what happens is um she's like well i don't believe you i think you're stupid i think we can save my dude and he's like, you know what, if you can, if you can actually do that, I, I will totally be okay with it. Excuse me, because I hate my job. And <laughs> if you can find a way around this situation, then I'm going to be happy because that means that I don't have to do this anymore. And she's like, cool. Well, what do I do? And he's like, okay, well, see these three candles over here. These bitches are destined to die uh so if you can save one of them then you can have your dude back and she's like cool so then this is where we get the and i love it it's uh first light second light and third light and um i just i like that um so that's three of the verses just so the audience is aware three of yeah. the six there's two verses to begin with the story, the three verses for the songs, and then the last verse is the end of the film. But um, so we got these three things. And the first one is India. And it is like a Rome, uh, they're all kind of Romeo and Juliet based stories, like forbidden love, and they're not supposed to be yeah, with them. They're, they're similar stories. And it's almost like they were supposed to because the woman is the female in every person's like story she embodies like whoever the, the dude's lover is and mm -hmm. then she has to try to figure out how to keep them from dying yes um to prevent death from happening so he could be like see they <laughs> like, all... don't control it um, yeah and they're all i mean they all play the characters like death is always right. death um the dude is always her fiance yeah. Uh, well, I guess the other the the difference would be like the person that's killing them or that kind of thing. Like, but the three main death, her and the dude are all the same. Uh, yeah, and I like that death is always like looming somewhere in the in the tales. Yes, like whether he's the archer or whatever. <laughs> I just remember the archer most because I was like that outfit. <laughs> Look at him go. Oh yeah, he looked fancy. Uh, so yeah the first one's india um she i can't remember i mean it's like i said it's the same story she's trying to save her dude from dying because she's in love with him but she's not supposed to be in love with him because she's betrothed to somebody else kind of thing and that's the same kind of story for all three flames um the second one is in china which actually was kind of cool but i will say that it kind of bothered me that uh wait a minute was the first one india or was 
I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure the first one was India. I think the first one was India because I wrote the second flame. I have the, a note about the, the second yeah, flame. Because the, the first one, wait. The first one is. Um, the first one's got to be India. Ramadan. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Maybe it's yeah. not India then. No. No, that's not India. That's like. What would that be? We're totally wrong. It's hold on. I don't know what it is. Ramadan. Get this part out. I'm trying to think. No. Ramadan is, is Islamic. We've been saying it, it wrong Islamic. the whole time. Um, <laughs> not India, guys. Uh, we're totally wrong. Just terrible. Um, can't go back and fix that. So. I was thinking India because it was an Indian uh, uh, thing. Story, Indian yeah, I thought the same yeah, thing. So I thought it was based in India. Um, sorry, guys, um, it wasn't. Islamic, maybe? Well, Ramadan is, a, is a Islamic, so. Yeah, because it reminded me of the film um, The Taste of Pomegranates. I love that film. Uh, anyway, which was also the basis for Madonna's bedtime story video directed by Mark Romanek or Romanic, Romanic, however you say it. Um, anyway, not the point. So, well, I was gonna say a, a couple things. Um, in the second flame story, I, don't, I wrote a note and I just wanted to, I, I don't know if it was a second flame or not because I don't think it makes much sense for it to be the second flame. The I think it must've been the first flame. Which one? The second, uh, the second flame is Venice. Oh, so the third one was China? Yeah. Oh, I got it wrong. Okay, then that makes more sense. So in the second flame, <laughs> sorry guys, I had it all wrong. Um, the second flame, I thought it was hysterical because he was, she wanted to send a letter to her love to help prevent him from getting killed. And she's like, you have to send it with uh, my biggest smile or something like that. And all I could think was, it's like an ancient emoji. <laughs> <laughs> like she's sending a physical letter, but she's sending it with a smile. <laughs> it's like, that's an emoji. You're totally sending an emoji. Um, and I also thought, not in that one, either the Ramadan or in the um, China one, they had a PS on it. And I thought, I don't think that they had postscripts in that. I think it was China for sure. It was at the end of his gigantic scroll, which the scroll animated was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, he had a PS at the end of it. And I was like, do they have postscript in ancient China? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's a thing. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I also thought um, in the third flame, which is China, uh, first of all, they had some fun special effects, which there's some special effects throughout the whole movie. Um, but they, I think he had the most fun with, with Third Flame um, because he had like a floating carpet, which was kind of fun. But anyway, mm -hmm. I thought, <laughs> I thought like this king or emperor or whatever was like, yo, I want you to come and show me your magic. And if I'm not impressed, I'm going to behead you. And he shows up on a flying carpet. Like that's how he arrives 
into the courtyard of the emperor or whatever and he's like okay show me your best magic i was like he just came in on a flying carpet <laughs> like <laughs> he already won <laughs> unimpressed i've seen it before <laughs> i've seen a flying carpet before how dare you uh, <laughs> but anyway this one she they had a magic wand and everything and i will say i think a lot of this story had to have been influenced by um the uh what is it 101 nights or a thousand one nights or whichever however many nights um which is uh where aladdin comes from or the adventures of prince ahmed it's all from that same story um because a lot of this is very similar to the adventures of prince ahmed like where he presents a magical horse that can fly um Ooh, a pegasus no it has like well they didn't explain it in this movie but uh he puts like a magical lever into the back of the horse and you can use it to go up and down but he doesn't tell them that so it takes prince Ahmed a little bit of time to figure out how to get the horse to come back down <laughs> he's just going right up into the stars it's very pretty um anyway but yeah they there's a lot of special effects in that last segment and it was kind of cool to see some of those for 1921 um but and that's the thing I think when, whenever I think of silent films, I love the clever use of primitive special effects, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you watch them today, of course, we all take everything for granted, including 2001 A Space Odyssey. No computers, people, no computers. And I just think it's impressive to see what they came up with at that time. And it's kind of weird to me that instead of like, um, instead of keeping with that and expanding on it, we just got lazy at some point, use computers for everything. Uh, <laughs> not saying it's bad, but I just think it's, it, I think to me, it'd be more fun to explore what you could get away with with practical special effects, like Bram Stoker's Dracula, famously, all in-camera effects. And it's more impressive to me. That's exciting. It's like, those are tangible effects that they did in camera. And that's amazing. So I wish I wish that there was more of that, but I guess you can't make a Marvel movie that way. <laughs> I mean, you could. It just you could. Like nobody, just, me. nobody wants to take the time to do that. So even well, Tim Burton, even Tim Burton, because we, we even talked about how, you know, it's kind of expensive. It is. It is. It's expensive and very time consuming. Like, because if you think about it logically, if you were going to do all of those special effects in camera or as much in camera as possible, there'd be a ton of stop motion, a ton of it for all the creatures and weird shit. And you know that's just too expensive and too time well it is it's too expensive and too time consuming it'd be fun if anybody actually did it but like i was going to say even tim burton because in um mars attacks those were all supposed to be stop motion mars uh, aliens 
Martians. I don't know why that didn't, <laughs> Martians <laughs> did not occur to me. Um, they were all supposed to be stop motion, but it was just too expensive and too time consuming. So he's just fine. We'll just use the fucking computers. Damn it. And I think honestly, it would have been way more exciting if it had been stop motion, especially, you know, that Tim Burton level of stop motion that he's good at um, with the help of others, obviously, but <laughs> you know, he's, he's, they've done a very good job perfecting stop motion. And it's just sad to me that we still haven't blended the two together the way that it could be, which I think through they should do. Effects. No, through practical effects. I know I'm being a butt. <laughs> like I, I think um, one of the more recent examples, but not as much, but probably just enough was um, the life, uh, the aquatic life of Steve Zuso, which um, uh, Henry Selleck. Hmm? I was just saying the Wes Anderson flick. Yes. Uh, Henry Selleck came in and did all the stop motion creatures uh, for that. And I thought that was a wonderful use of the live action against um, stop motion. But again, I think it could have been more, but that's just me. Anyway, so do you have anything else to add about Destiny? I uh, liked a lot of the special effects that they had, like the flying carpet. I was like, oh, look at you go, you know, like, because it shows them getting on it and then the scene behind them, like falling away. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, like there's a lot of like, layered film oh yes yeah like like with the ghosts popping up i was like look at them go and like having them like walk through uh the woman and the woman had to act against uh nothing nothing, which is like absolutely typical of acting um but nowadays yeah uh where everything like like storytelling seems to be more linear like in these in these times you know yeah uh but i i really i really dug those little bits dug the candles um i dug the film actually a lot more than i thought i would i do wish there were some higher stakes like at the end because at the end he like he's just like she doesn't she doesn't succeed at saving anybody's lives yeah i totally forgot to say that yeah (laughs) honestly and i thought about this at the end of the movie i was like you know technically we didn't have to sit through all that because (laughs) like in the end she died anyway and joined her dude in death like she didn't even do anything (laughs) it's like you could have just done that to begin with why did you really have to go through all this shit ultimately it was a movie about death wanting somebody to understand <laughs> just, yeah he, he doesn't feel like anybody gets it <laughs> don't get me. And so he, he yeah he, so he put this woman who just lost you know her her significant other who's distraught and the tagline of the film is love is more powerful than death but i mean it wasn't really yeah she's also dead <laughs> yeah in the end she is dead yeah in the end death prevails and uh and he love just does not on with the 
I yeah, guess, I guess they can be happy and dead together. I guess there's, um, I guess, comfort in there being an afterlife and then being paired together. Don't know how the afterlife works in this uh, scenario. Don't know if like her her man would have just kept roaming. And when, if she, cause she, he said he didn't beckon her. Like whenever she died, he was like, it ain't your time. Like what's wrong with you? Uh, So like, I don't know, maybe, maybe they just keep walking. Maybe death is just a long windy road. And he would have miles ahead of her. Wouldn't that be funny? Like (laughs) she just keeps chasing him. Like, hey, uh, hello, fiance. Hello, hello. Mm -hmm. And he's like, girl, I'm wandering. (laughs) it's not your time it's not your time it'll never be your time (laughs) because because fuck you because um i died before you (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean and then that yeah and so in the original folktale like death just keeps walking and she just keeps following him (laughs) yeah yeah at least he put up put up some digs got his roots in the ground i feel like germany i feel like this would be um I, I feel like if this was written differently like in modern times like not to say that we need a remake of destiny because you know we probably don't but i feel like this is one of those kind of stories that could definitely be improved if the storytelling was a little tighter and had John, more to give that's what terror tuesdays is all about <laughs> yeah and happy death day to you is a retelling of the story oh it absolutely is word for word <laughs> uh it's candle also by candle. A, <laughs> candle by candle uh i yeah so i when i picked happy death day to you i picked it based on the tagline because i've not seen any of the films that john has picked <laughs> so i picked the pairings based on like a one sentence description or what I prefer to do the tagline because taglines are ridiculous always. Oh yeah. And when I read love is stronger than death, I thought about happy death day to you uh, because in this one, um, if, if you've seen, like, obviously in the first happy death day, homegirl is dying, reliving the day over and over again. It's not like Groundhog Day, Uh, but she gets murdered each day, but she thinks that, you know, like she also has trouble coping with her grief of the loss of her mother. And then in the second one, uh, she's in a alter in a multiverse time loop where her mother is alive and she has to, and she wants to figure out how to stay in this loop with her mother. Yeah. And so that's how those two connect. So very loosely and convoluted, but I'll make it work. <laughs> I mean, it kind of did work in a weird way. Cause it, I mean, you're also getting the, you know, the repetition She's facing her own challenges yeah <laughs> well you also like the repetition of you know in the first story in destiny you got the three flames and it's the mm-hmm. same story just told in different places different times and in happy death day even the first one and the second one you just keep getting a retelling over and over and over the same day you know with different outcomes but same outcome if that makes sense um which happened in destiny as well but um, I actually, I really enjoy, enjoyed um, Happy Death Day 2. I had seen the first one. 
years ago. Mm-hmm. And I meant to watch the second one because they were actually on uh, maybe, can't remember which streaming service. It might've been HBO, but they were both on there at the same time. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I should watch both. And then I never did. So um, so I'm glad you brought it up because I got to actually sit and watch it. And I actually, I kind of liked this one better than the first one. Interesting. I Interesting. did. I thought Happy Death Day to you could have had more carnage. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I, I did. I did enjoy it, though. So I was also super impressed by Happy Death Day to you. Feel, I feel like I'm slacking if I'm not saying the you part as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like for the first Happy Death Day, it's like when you when you get time loop movies and people are reliving the same day over and over and over again um it's like a horrific concept i think to just like that's like a special kind of hell uh but it's also kind of difficult to execute without making the audience feel like they're in their own hell not experiencing the hell that the character is experiencing but hating their lives while watching this movie and wanting to never watch it again. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And I thought that Happy Death Day uh, kept it like light and fresh with each go. I didn't really get like tired of it as as I continued to watch. Yeah. Uh, and when the sequel came up and I'm like, oh, well, here's where they're going to drop it. Here's where they're going to drop the ball because how can you how can you do the same thing twice? You know, like, yeah. like it was trick. Like, not anybody, not everyone can do a good first throw, first go. And then they throw in, um, what's his name, Ryan? And it's like, oh, it's going to be about Ryan. It's going to be the same day, blah blah blah. But no, we're back to tree. We're doing it again. But this time, she's doing it again in a in a parallel dimension. And I was, it, it still worked. How did they do that? Like, I have granted, no idea. It, it wasn't as um, horrific as the first one um because in the parallel dimensions somebody isn't trying to actively murder her um it's a little it's a bit more sci-fi but i still dug it oh i loved it i thought it was fantastic and i think i think the addition of these this situation with um because basically it's nerds uh that built a machine and what was the name of the machine? It was Sissy. Sissy, thank you. Um, they built this machine and it got basically, it's what, well, I did it. What am I saying? Was it responsible for her loop? Was my first question. Yes. Yeah. That's what I thought. That was something that was like, and that was something that was almost a little bit like heartbreaking. Right. Cause she was like, I thought that like my first, the first time it was like about me getting over my grief and like dealing, I thought it was like this big cosmic thing, but it was just a fucking thing. These fucking nerds fucked up. Like they're responsible for that hell loop that I was living. Yeah. And now I'm going through it again. <laughs> well, and that's, I kind of think the interesting part of the, both the films together, cause she solved her loop and got out mm-hmm. of it. Yes. But technically she didn't, right? Right. Like technically it was a glitch in their sissy 
and which caused the loop to switch like kind of basically it got off of her day and went to the inventor's to day, Ryan's day to Ryan's yeah. day um and then his started looping but then when they tried to fuck with it to fix his loop is when it tossed her into another dimension and multi right yeah it was very well, marvel there was a multi- very what it if was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a multi <laughs> It, there was a multiverse Ryan that came into this timeline to oh, yes, stop that's him right. that's from right. doing shit because it like fucks up other shit. And, and uh, I think was it Tree? She was like, "I'm gonna fuck make this shit stop." <laughs> um, but yeah, but the so the murdering aspect was Ryan, uh, multiverse Ryan, trying to kill Alpha Ryan. Yes. And, yeah, and then through the through the tussle of it all uh the something happens sissy is plugged in or unplugged or something or another and uh explodes and that scene where they all blow apart mm-hmm. and it's like slow motion i dug it oh i loved it it was, it was great it was one of the few times where i was like is this running a little long and then it's like boom, boom, boom. i'm like all right fine no so i like we're yeah. like almost there it almost lost your attention and then it was like oh okay um and it was also interesting to slow down that moment because of what happens later in the film too like to make sure that you knew the details of that moment so that when they brought you back to that moment at the end of the film it made more sense like you knew exactly where you were does that make sense right Mm -hmm. because you knew that moment so well because you saw it in slow motion that it wasn't it wasn't confusing to see them back at that moment later in the film. It was very clever. The whole thing was very clever. Um, but it's kind of funny because they don't ever technically explain any of the science at all. Like mm-hmm. you just know something happened and it did a loopy thing and I don't know what the hell. But. <laughs> Right, because kinda, we're also not meant to understand it because exactly. uh, we're still following tree. <laughs> we're still, I think it was very, just the whole thing is very well executed in that respect. Like you, you're suspended in disbelief perfectly. Like you mm-hmm. don't have to worry about all that detail shit because it doesn't matter. Like Right, and it's not like it's, like our biggest question is, um, is it the same loop from the first time, you know, like an yeah. extension of it, like, and then everything else. So they don't give you enough to make you question the, yeah. the rules of the world. Exactly. I will say um, side note, sort of, but it kind of goes Go along with this. Um, so there's a new show on Apple TV. Um, I cannot remember the name of it. And for some reason, I can never remember the name of it, but it's a science fiction uh, show that I've been watching. I'm assuming that you haven't seen this. Uh, Have you? A science fiction show on Apple TV? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't think so, no. Yeah, I can't remember the name of it. I'm so bad at that. Um, <laughs> I keep trying to remember the name of that damn show. Um, 
foundation thank you and it's so obvious when i think of okay foundation is the name of the show anyway i started watching it and um i got to the third episode before our friend our mutual friend erica got to the third episode and i texted her and said i am so confused and she's like oh is it about the math i have no idea what's going on with the math and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and my first thought was like Oh, no, the, the math didn't confuse me because basically in the show, and this is not really giving anything away because it's kind of the whole point of the first episode. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm not giving too much away here. But basically, the scientist dude uses math to, pre- to predict the future. And Erica's like, yeah, me and Justin couldn't figure out like how that would work. And I was like, oh, I don't think it works at all. I <laughs> I think this is just <laughs> the original author like trying to make it sound cool. <laughs> like to use math to predict the future. I was like, yeah, that's not a thing. Absolutely is not a thing. Um, <laughs> I just thought it was so cute because I was like, no, that's not what's confusing. <laughs> it's not the mathematics because I just figured that's not true. <laughs> that's the science fiction part. Um but anyway, I, I still haven't discussed the third episode with them yet because um, we haven't discussed it yet. But uh, yeah, anyway, that was just my my thing. Is like, it, it's like kind of the same thing as uh, Happy Death Day to you is that you don't have to understand the science or the math of it because it doesn't matter. Like you're not here for that portion to be explained. You're here for them to get out of the loop. And that's what that's what's happening. I will say though, uh, I, because there's a third one coming out. Yeah. Did you see the um the end credit sequence or mid credit? Oh yes. For this one? Yes, I did. And that's where they go. The um isn't that I lost it. They get taken <laughs> to a special. Yeah, they're like caught doing um, community service for, I assume, blowing up the the school. Yeah, um, with sissy. <laughs> it's very and uh, yeah, and then um, <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> then uh, I don't know some sort of secret type of or some type of agency stops by and like they're like we need all of you to come with us because uh they wanted someone to like explain the math of sissy and tree who has lived ugh, who knows how many days at this point how long she's like had the same day she got very but, smart yeah well she was yeah she like memorized everything because she had to be a living document of everything they tried and didn't try for exactly for sissy. well and, yeah. uh, this uh, is another thing that i thought was kind of fascinating about the situation she is the only one that remembers that the days are repeating nobody else does i mean at one point the, the what's his name ryan maybe what's his name yeah. again ryan. ryan he gets stuck in a loop and he remembers it but she also remembers being in a loop so she was able to try to help him yeah so like she believed him right out the gate and she knew exactly what was going on do this i just had like three months of this that's where you get the flashback to like hey this is what happened in the last movie yeah (laughs) let me explain what happened real quick um so and i thought that was kind of interesting because like nobody else does and Mm -hmm. 
it's psychologically, I think that's kind of fascinating. Like almost like somebody is waking up in a hell and uh, nobody else realizes it. Yeah. And then when you stop the loop, then everybody is kind of with you at that point and going forward, they understand what you went through, but they didn't have to do it. Does that make sense? Like, right. Like you're the one that had to die over and over and over and over and over and try to memorize all this stuff and got smarter and smarter and smarter. And these guys are just same typical people they were the day before. Yeah. They that's, never also, that's also tough because like tree falls in love with um, what's his face in the first movie, right? Yeah. Because she spends, you know, like weeks falling in love with him, you know, but like to him, it's just a day. Yeah. And, and so that's kind of like, like, that's gotta be like, that is, that's so hellish. Ugh. Well, you know, <laughs> like, also now that you put it that way, it kind of disappoints me that the writers did that, <laughs> like made it super easy for him to fall in love with her, but made it super difficult for her to fall in love with him. And she even says it in the sequel. She says, you know, it took me a long time to fall in love with you. It's like, really? It's kind of <laughs> shitty <laughs> just because yeah. I was stuck with you for so long. <laughs> like <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. I love you. Like, well, okay. And the, or syndrome. I think what they were probably trying to shoot for was that um, she didn't really necessarily allow herself to, you know, like, she oh, okay. like in her own yeah. sort of like anger, disappointment, whatever, yeah. like self loathing and you know like whenever she got over her grief he helped her through that and she you know began to fancy him and then the in the second movie in the alternate timeline he's with i guess her mortal enemy yeah <laughs> what uh what's her name is it no idea uh, danielle sure <laughs> danielle. Danielle i was gonna works. say destiny but that's what the name of the movie we just talked about <laughs> would have been cool if her name was destiny yeah. Um, but and not. she's the one that they end up because basically what happens at the end in the the post credit mid credit whatever you call it thing mm-hmm. um, is the government gets a hold of them and says hey we need to know how this works and then they're like oh okay but you know this means we're going to trap somebody in a loop for an experiment so who would volunteer for that because it's horrifying and she's like, oh, I know just the person we can do it with. <laughs> and it turns out to be her. Um, yeah. And I thought that was kind of funny, but it, it makes me wonder. <laughs> it's also is cool. That, yeah. Is that what the next film is about? It's just, I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I, I'm excited to see the third one, but I'm also kind of like, I hope that they don't mess it up. Yeah. And I wonder if there's going to be like don't pull a george lucas and put a loop on somebody else (laughs) and forget about your end credit sequence like don't do that please well it's also (laughs) do your research they could they could like you know start the loop on someone else and then they could like make it they can turn it into something entirely different you know like like they did at the beginning because we thought for the second one we thought it was going to be ryan's take on the whole thing and then it wasn't Mm -hmm. it was back to tree poor Um, thing 
but it's also like <clears throat> tree is the only person who has lived it and remembers living it twice now and yeah. in like an in an, an alternate dimension you know she was even more fucked up and came the fuck back so like she's got all this information and all these experiences and she would be the only person at this point in time uh if something were to go wrong she would be the only person equipped to like get out of it yeah. you know well also, or the best equipped you have to think like this poor girl she would never be able to find a therapist for this situation <laughs> there might be somebody like on the books for um with whatever organization is the that's agency. pulling them for the science stuff yeah let's they hope. might have let's hope might have like a mental health specialist on hand that can talk talk them through things you know because you're dealing with time loops and shit like yeah. nobody's gonna it's fucking believe like- you <laughs> yeah like, it's not yeah. like astronauts have therapists that have also been to outer space yeah, that's like, true yeah, there's somebody i'm sure they can still like find ways to relate but we we also do believe that they went to space because they did no do you know like what i mean a kubrick movie oh shut up don't even <laughs> don't do that we are not those people uh <laughs> no but i just Thank love the goodness. idea <laughs> thank goodness we're not those people um the idea of what like i don't know like a just like you know how we are so toxic that the sound of the eagle that we hear in movies is like way more like masculine. it's not an eagle. patriotic than like the actual eagle sound which is like Kr-kr. True. It's so like weak, but like you know, the eagle is like a symbolism of like America, and it's super like, um, but that's not what eagles sound like. And it's just, just I just think it's funny that like, like that would be something we would do. I mean, we went to space, but that just seems like some toxic shit that uh, we would do just to be better, you know. So I think that's funny. Actually, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, but we did go. I mean, yeah, because we, we can't stand losing. <laughs> not because, not because I care if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't like the idea that people. I don't know. Now, yeah, and it's just kind of like what a fun little dumb little theory. But then some people like put a lot of like weight into it so much it's that like, like people that don't like, believe the Holocaust happened. It's like go fuck yourself yeah or go flat earth yourself. oh god like, don't even i can't with that but shit. like sometimes sometimes these people i don't know i mean don't say they have know. a valid point <laughs> no i was gonna say i'm not a sociologist but i think that people who tend to lean into these conspiracy theories and these like wild ideas of like lizard people and stuff um i don't necessarily think that they truly believe that i think that they are they're finding themselves in a community of like others and just repeating the same and that is i mean i was just about to say like that's kind of the weird fascinating aspect of the situation is like how can there be that many people that can agree that hey the earth is probably flat yeah i mean it's not but 
why do so many of you think it is? It's just like Scientology or any religion, to be honest. Like you're duped into something that it doesn't really, it, I mean, if you believe in it, I guess that's fine. Sort <laughs> of. I don't know. That's sort a tricky, of, yeah. it's a tricky one. But now, but now, John, you got to think about, you got to think about, you know, tree coming in and telling you that she's lived the same day over and over again. And she um, memorized all the equations and you don't even know her. So now you got to, now you got to believe somebody. Honestly. A time fucking loop. Oh, that's a tricky one too. I don't know. Right. I don't know if I would believe her. I right. mean, she would have to like, imagine the convincing, like we skip over the convincing for most of the most of the parts because i think she just like figures out a way to like because she does kind of do that in the first them. one like yeah. she proves that she knows exactly what's going to happen and all that kind of shit to the mm-hmm. dude but yeah. and i i guess if you did convince me but see that's the thing you'd have to convince people so freaking quickly because you only have that only day got to so do many it. hours in a day and you it's going to repeat itself and then that person's not going to remember a goddamn thing so yeah. that would be freaking tricky so i don't know i don't know how i would react to all that but i also don't want to be the person that they go to for scientific help because <laughs> because i wouldn't know a damn thing about it like don't well, so that's my yeah, thing. tree was the least likely candidate as well to <laughs> memorize the equations to anybody out there <laughs> seriously to anybody out there i am not the person to go to if you're stuck in a time loop so please don't do that don't come to me that's my friendly advice i will not know how to help you no matter how many weird movies i have seen most of them are silent and have practical effects. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, don't come to me. Ah, oh, is there anything else we can say about Happy Death Day to you? Uh, no, I mean I'm sure there is, but but no, I liked I all right. So back on to the carnage because I did want more oh, violence yeah. you, in you, this mm-hmm. one she didn't have an active like someone who was actively trying to kill her so she was killing herself and she was finding creative ways to kill herself um like the tree removal she throws herself in a wood chipper she like skydives and and drops herself in front of um carter her boyfriend (laughs) in the other timeline and danielle uh, in a bikini (laughs) yeah and she's flicking off the camera i love it yeah um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i i i wanted like her when she was getting chased in the in the hospital i want like i wanted her to want to die to reset the loop but have a difficult time killing herself i wanted like little obstacles like that like where now she's trying to kill herself uh but like you know she's stuck in a padded room <laughs> and oh you know or but like, how would she die some, if... right uh i just wanted her to like want to restart the loop and not be able to or like have to like fucking break her own neck like i mean but would she would she have to die would be the question to reset the loop 
Oh, I don't know. Or could she I just guess, fall asleep? I guess asleep, the only like... would be like her, her thinking that she, um, oh, you know what? That would suck though. Because like she was, she was withering away uh, the more time she died in this universe. Yeah, she was right? being affected was, by it. Yeah, she was sustaining in, in, uh, some injuries and such. And that made me think about that one movie. Did you watch The Old Guard with uh, Charlie's, was Charlie's there? Theron, no. That is the one, yes, but no. Uh, well, in this, in this story, in this movie, or in the comics, uh, they, uh, it's like these, it's almost like Highlander, where these people live they're like for a ridiculous amount of time they die and they come back to life uh but they do have i guess their own candles so to speak their candles just get relit about referencing destiny um but yeah so so i guess there's like a finite amount of times that they can die they just don't know how many times each person has uh and like you know they can get weaker as time goes on uh but there's like because they the gold guard is like there's like a bunch of different like tales like of Doctor like who. These, these type of people um but yeah so one of the stories they had discussed and maybe a spoiler for old guard maybe not uh but one of the stories they discussed was like one woman who was put in a cage and thrown into the ocean so now she um she's waking up and then drowning all over just like in a constant loop and i wondered if that would have been tree like if she if she would have stayed dead or if she just would keep having her last breaths like closer and closer to um her waking up you know what i mean like if she just kept just kept dying in loops kind of or would or would it just be lights out and then just thing well, forward? Would it be like Groundhog Day? Like, yeah. And he just wakes up, like falls asleep, wakes up the next day. I mean, eventually he started killing himself because he was tired of it. Right. But then and he Palm would just Springs wake up also again. Did that? Yeah. But, and that's what. You know, like you say, like if she was stuck in a padded room and couldn't kill herself somehow, would she, she would just drift to off to sleep or something? To, she would have to have a need to kill herself. Which makes me wonder, did she have to do that to herself so many times or could she have just taken a nap? <laughs> like she didn't have to kill herself. If you think about it, like if she had just not killed herself and went to sleep she would have woken up in the loop right maybe and the first one she couldn't and the first one she tried to avoid death for the day and but she she, kept getting killed anyway right so i wonder if she had been an attacker if she had been in a padded room what would have killed her if that's the only way yeah, if she happen. tried to explain that she was in a time loop and they were like uh oh, missy we're gonna put you put you in a safe space we're gonna put you in a uh, solitary confinement mm-hmm. but that's what i'm saying like if if the only way for her to loop was for her to die and she was put in that situation how would she have died yeah like did the building catch on fire and she was stuck there 
or some such nonsense, who knows? Like what would have happened? That would be interesting. They should explore that in part four. <laughs> I hope you're listening, <laughs> director, person. <laughs> Jason Writer, Blum director. from Blumhouse. There you Green go. Lights movies. Wonderful. Oh, I'm sorry, right. I yawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so and that is our cue. <laughs> we did so good with time. We did about 30 minutes for each episode, which is Perfect. what our standard was for uh our thing for last year. Look at us go. Yeah. Pat on the back. We did good. We did good. That's good. Um, so final thoughts. I liked Destiny, John. Thank you. I enjoyed Happy Death Day to you. So thank you. Yeah, happy Terror Tuesday. Oh yeah, you too. Cheers. Bing. <laughs> um, so, um, oh, what are we rating these suckers? Are we rating them? Yeah, um, and of course we are. A seven and a seven. Yeah. I actually am seven right there with you. Seven and seven. We'll go have a seven and seven in celebration. Uh, <laughs> Our Seagram, seven and seven, the drink. Seagram's in seven up. Thank you. Um, okay. And um, do you have, do we do recommendations on Terror Tuesday? I cannot remember. Uh, we sure can. We don't have to. It's our rules, John. We can do whatever the but, hell we want. Um, yeah. If, if you like Destiny, watch more Fritz Lang. Uh, <laughs> True. If you like what else Happy would Death you Day to you, maybe check out something like uh, the Babysitter <laughs> or the ABCs of Death. That would be fun. Oh, look at yeah. that! That was fun. What's that other one? Uh, ready did? or not? Oh, Ready or Not. That was very good. Yeah. Um, okay, I dig it. Those are our recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll we'll see you we'll see you uh footsies next tuesday next tuesday bye-bye <laughs> i could not hold that <laughs> oh i did not set myself up for success <laughs> it's okay they love us anyway do they i don't know <laughs> well they didn't uh we'll know if they like comment subscribe review yeah exactly do all those things people now that i figured out how to get us on apple again <laughs> <laughs> that took a minute. all right cut the feed yeah cut, cut the feed <laughs> goodbye toodles <laughs>